At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast. We do have a lovely Friday on our hands. Lovely out there. Maybe not so lovely in the market, right, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it, we're going down today, but you, if you want my opinion, Brent, we really need to do this. So let's just get it over with. Love it. Love it. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Says right Ryan. off. That's a great sign. We'll Brent, plus one on this Friday. <laughs> All right, folks. If you tune in for Benzinga's Daily Socks Watch podcast, you know that this is a place where you can get at least five trading ideas every single day. Some days it's going to be because there's a major news item that we want to talk about. Some days it's going to be because we think that there is an angle on a trade. Some days we're going to highlight stuff like I think today as a way to do a little bit of learning, to get a little bit of education. Yeah, maybe you're going to get a trading idea out of one of these or a couple of these, uh, but it'll give us a reason to talk about the big news of the week, which was today. Our CPI reading, consumer prices are leading gauge on inflation the top thing that investors are looking at right now that the fed is looking at right now very important for this market and we're going to get a little idea related to that i'll give a quick preview of the stocks watch that we're going to talk about today we'll dive into them a little bit deeper and then as a friday we have ryan on to give us some fun exciting but most importantly, informative options ideas. Ryan is our Friday options guy. And so here he is. Steve is covering the news right now. He'll be back with us next week. Don't fret, ladies and gentlemen, if you're missing seeing Steve's nice face up on the screen. All right, our five stocks to watch for today. Number one is Meta Platforms, M-E-T-A, Meta is the ticker. Number two is Whirlpool, W-H-R. Number three is Stitch Fix, S-F-I-X. That's a hard ticker to say, by the way. Kroger. I tried doing it three times fast. Oh, should I try? <laughs> S-F-I-X, S-F-I-X, S-F-I-X. Whoa, whoa. That was whoa. really good, actually. I surprised I myself too, there. Right? Thanks for the challenge, Ryan. Our stock to watch number four today is Kroger, K-R. And our last stock to watch today is a company called Paltalk, P-A-L-T. Let's kick it off with Meta Platforms. What's going on in Meta slash Facebook today, this week? Well, it's just that it won't be slash Facebook anymore. As of yesterday's trade, Facebook is officially Meta Platforms trading under ticker M-E-T-A. FB is no more, Ryan, after 10 or 11 years trading FB on the NASDAQ. It is now Meta. Good Riddance. <laughs> Any implications, Ryan, as a trader when a company or a ticker changes? 
Probably not, right? Yes, actually. Yes? yes. Okay, I um, love it. And there shouldn't be because basically all that's happening is the ticker is changing. Everything else is the same. So there generally shouldn't be. But a couple of the my trader friends, one of which is, is actually my mentor, was actually unable to buy either ticker oh my Lordy. yesterday. And, wow. and, and, that, and let's be clear. Some crossover a, issue, right? It was a broker specific issue. Oh, it's not going to affect everyone. It's not something that you can necessarily plan for, but that was the reality. Um, mm, unable to trade it. Don't know that he would have traded it anyway. Just thought it was kind of interesting. I've actually never seen that before. I've been yeah. restricted from buying things uh, for other reasons, but not because <laughs> they couldn't find the ticker or whatever it was wired up to. So that that nightfall guy is stealing all our money. We got to stop him trading somehow. <laughs> just not let him do it we'll pull a robin hood and not let him do it oh too soon sorry who's i think no we're okay i think we're okay not too soon we're fine we're fine our stock to watch number two uh maybe you, you i don't know that people will like trade this idea necessarily but as i highlighted in the little intro we'll look at whirlpool whr as a way to understand a, a couple economic concepts and so um, calling this idea a contrarian play on inflation, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to describe it, but something to consider with Whirlpool, something to consider with General Electric, ticker GE, these are durable goods, folks. And if you're unaware what that economic term means, a durable good is a product that does not depreciate quickly. Appliances are durable goods. You buy an appliance and it's going to mostly retain the value of that refrigerator for five years, 10 years. A car is a non-durable good. When you drive, when you drive a new car literally out into the road, that sucker has just depreciated about four or five grand yep. now that it's off the lot of the car dealer. In times where we are focused on inflation, having some understanding of you know, things that are more sensitive to inflationary pressure, things that are less sensitive to inflationary pressure, just good to have an understanding why we're talking about durable goods versus non-durable goods. Our most important data point, it used to be that our jobs figures were our most important data point. Ryan, would you agree? Now, yeah, now we're focused on for, you know, the last four or five or six months, we've been focused on inflationary pressure. The top two ways that investors get insight is our CPI that's on the consumer side of things, consumer price index. And on the PPI, that's the producer side of things, producer price index. So we had a, <clears throat> excuse me, a CPI reading today from the U.S. Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. The one that I like to look at is the core reading. The core reading takes out energy and food prices, which of course are important right now, but it's a little smoother a way to look at our inflationary pressure. Year over year reading for the month of May was up 6%. Uh, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, economists were looking for about a 5.9% economist estimate. And so a little hotter than expected. That's how we say that. And Ryan, I think you had a, you know, you had a good take on what was going on in the in the market in general today? What did you think about this this reading that we got today? Yeah, so so couple so couple of things. So first of all, uh, this entire week was very very. I use the word mundane. 
Um, the the volumes were low across the indices. I mean, you could just go back and look at the chart. Look at the daily volume on SPY. I mean, it was pathetic. And, yeah. and uh, I, I actually very, very light on the options ideas today because the option trading was light as well. Sure. And I think what was going on here is, as you correctly uh, summarized there, this is the most important data point or one of the two most important data points in the current environment that we find ourselves in. And to me, it seemed like traders were waiting for this data point. First yeah. of all, we're already in summer trading. There so the trade desks are not as populated as they normally are. And on top of that, we're really waiting for this really important number that comes at the end of the week. No yeah. one was going to take sizable positions ahead of that print unless they knew something. Yeah. So to me, to me, the, the action this week made sense given the fact or given the weight or importance of the print that we got this morning. So that's Absolutely. basically how I would summarize that. And one more thing about Whirlpool here, uh, good call on the durable goods there. The way that I've been playing this, I, I think a recession is is imminent. I think we're, we're definitely going to hit one here. I think that the, the stocks that I've been looking for are those that are not as dependent on the consumer, right? So, so and I, are I like- Are people gonna stop buying refrigerators sort no. of thing? Exactly. I, I don't think so. No. And, and, how, and so, how can you? Exactly. And that's kind of what leads into the energy trade, right? Energy has been the hot sector this year. Power companies, we still are going to need power, whether we have high inflation or a recession or, mm -hmm. or, or whatever, we're still going to need power. So I'm going to look for plays like that to try and, and, and trade to the upside until we get some more clarity on, on this. But yeah. uh, the yeah, durable yeah. goods one, when you brought that up, I was like, ah, that is a really good idea. I hadn't thought <laughs> of that yet. So I, I completely agree with your sentiment on that. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what, Ryan? Whirlpool has like a pretty fat dividend. They're paying about a 4% dividend yield, uh, $1.75 per quarter. In contrast, General Electric, GE, I think they pay an under like 1% dividend yield. Yep. So, you know, something that, Ryan, something that Steve and I have been highlighting, I'm, I'm just looking at GE's yield here. It's about a third of a percent, much, much smaller. And something that Steve and I have been talking about has been the importance of dividends in an environment like this, right? Absolutely, especially if you have a long-term objective. Uh, dividends are definitely going to be one of the best places to go because you just let them let them keep paying you for holding stock, and then hopefully yep. you're you know uh, redistributing that payment back into your investments and capitalizing on that. So no, I, I think that that's a great point. I'm glad you guys were highlighting that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, stock to watch number three today, Stitch Fix, SFIX, one of this morning's biggest losers. Pre-market, stock was trading down about 30%. Let me see real quick. The market just opened a couple minutes ago. We're trading down about 18% here. Company last night reported a Q3 miss. They miss on both the top and bottom line figures. They also gave Q4 guidance that was at the lower end of the analyst consensus range. And here's kind of the kicker of this earnings report. Management uh, of, of Stitch Fix said that they were going to be reducing their head headcount, laying off about 15% of their workforce. When you have a concerning earnings report, when you have concerning guidance for a company that you would imagine is pretty reliant on the consumer for them to be also cutting their workforce, that's that's going to be a tough break for investors, no doubt. No question. Stock to watch number four, Kroger, KR. Keeping it with the consumer trend here today on Stocks to Watch. Uh, Kroger is going to be one of our last earnings reports of the Q2. 
Uh, that is going to be on Thursday of next week. And I believe that they report before market open. Let me just really quickly use my Benzinga Pro platform to confirm <laughs> they will be before market open. I can confirm on Thursday. That's June 16th. Our last stock to watch for today is Paltalk. P-A-L-T. This was Friday morning's, I think, biggest like non-super nano cap stock shares are currently trading up about 23 percent. there was a news item on pal talk they are going to be buying a company called visicom's many com assets about a three million dollar deal yes there was news in this name to potentially drive the stock higher but folks i do want to highlight that this is a low float penny stock name it it'll get some momentum today because of those two things if not the news about 6 million shares in the issues float. SAC normally trades about 200,000 shares over the course of an entire day. So far, Ryan, we've had about 8 or 9 million shares in Pal Talk trading. This sucker will see a little bit of momentum. Whether it's upside or downside, we're going to find out together, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? This is not the first time that we've seen Pal Talk. Pal Talk has actually yeah. come up on my scanner before. Um, I've traded this before. Looking at it today, especially the intraday chart, obviously, you know, the market's rolling over here. So take that with a grain of salt. In fact, yeah. into what you're doing. Normally, when I when I trade stocks like this, especially on days, I prefer days when the market is down. It allows me sure. to more easily discern relative strength against the market. And that's wow. rather where I would deploy right. my capital as opposed to trying, you know, tra trading on a hopes and dreams, if you will. Yeah. Looking at Pal Talk here, uh, currently 240s at the time of this recording. Um, to, to my eye here, the trade, uh, a short-term trade here would be if you can cross through the VWAP on volume, uh, perhaps we can make a push towards those pre-market highs at 279. So looking at about 30, 40 cents worth of potential profit there if you're able to make that move. So we'll see. Look at that. Ryan bring in a little bit of options exposure. Also giving us a little technical take. Love it, man. Yeah, Thanks this for... is these, these are the types of stock that I mean, full disclosure, this is what I've been trading in this environment. It's very difficult for me to take a position and hold it for longer than five minutes, given yeah. the way the market has been moving around. I'm certainly not going to uh take a new swing long position if the market looks like it wants to trade down to maybe 360 or 350 on the spy. So I've been trying to just go where go where I can be successful. And some of these micro caps have really provided some good opportunity to make some cash. Love to hear it, Ryan. Love to hear it. And let's jump into the options segment here. I, I'm okay. looking at your list. You have a couple US traded China stocks and then also a Wi-Fi provider. Let's yeah. let's let's hear your Ryan's options play ideas today. Okay, so let's dive right in here. So first of all, uh, the first idea that I have here is GoGo. -Go. Um, full disclosure, this is near and dear to my heart. Um, one of my other mentors actually. This was a stock where I learned about how to assess and trade a company that was trying to turn its image around. This was a wow. multi-year process filled mm -hmm. with lots of disappointment, 
lots of waiting, and then finally a reward. I started buying GoGo when it was in the threes, the equity when it was in the threes. And here we are talking about it being in 20. I, full disclosure, I sold in the 11s. So I'm not okay. still in this. In fact, I have no position in this at all. However, okay. I do follow it because this has been an sure. incredible turnaround story. And uh, I, 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 I like to see it keep going here. And, um, and Ryan, uh, you, yeah. I'm sure you got familiar with how the chart trades, right? That's, that's absolutely super, that's exactly that's right. Very important that, you know, I think is overlooked a lot of times. I say it a lot when we're given an intro here on the podcast, check something out. You don't have to make a decision, but if you can watch something for a good, a good week, a good couple weeks, you can get really familiar with how that stock trades. And here you have experience with this thing over the course of years. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. Getting a feel for the chart can really be uh, a huge advantage to any trader. And I, I always suggest trade things that you know, trade things that yeah. you watch. And you're right, Brent. Watching is free. You don't have to go out and buy. You can sure. watch anything for free and you can kind of develop that edge at no cost. It's a really good point. The The trade here in Google was the November 20 call. Um, there were, it was $150,000 in premium. So this trader or this firm spent 150 grand on the single option position. That is a near the money call. And that gives us a couple of months for this, uh, to materialize. So to me, this is a, this is an easier trade. I think those calls were the premium on those calls were like $3 a contract. So really affordable contracts on top of that enough time for this to move out. And the chart really looks good. Uh, could we, you know, we obviously gap down here with the rest of the market. Gogo is actually being bought back up since that gap down. And if you take a look at the daily chart, it looks like if it wants to take out that high at 2021 ish, maybe we push towards new highs here and this option trade becomes uh, quite profitable. So um, I again, the only reason I spotted this is because I'm normally watching what's happening yeah, yeah. with Gogo option flow. Uh, I do not have a position in this. Uh, I will look at it later today and see how it trades. But this one, I do think we go higher here eventually. And I think November is a realistic time frame for that. So I really like this go-go trade here. Now, the next two here are kind of related. It was Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask if yep. you like spotted them together them being in sort of the same group uh, assigned by traders. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. And and also full disclosure, I do not invest in Chinese companies because of the reporting discrepancies. Sure. However, I do watch them. And my two bellwethers personally are Pinduo Duo, which is ticker PDD, Papa, Delta, Delta, and Baba, which is, of course, Alibaba, um, Bravo Alpha, Bravo Alpha on the ticker. So uh, I noticed that there was unusually large put trades in both of these names. And the other thing is, is that we recently got positive news about uh, it was Shanghai trying to ease some of the lockdowns. The very next day, they put the people back in their houses. Just absolutely Man. unbelievable behavior yeah. over there. And I think what happened was, I, th I think what's going on with these trades is that that pop, that good news that resulted in an upside pop was then shorted, but via puts. That's that's the that's the thesis here. So I think that what they did is they waited for the price to pop up, bought some puts, and they're going to try to capture that regression to the mean and then possibly a break lower. So looking at the stats on these, it would be the pin duo duo, the June 63 puts, which were actually bought right at resistance, right? So that pop carried the stock price into a resistance area. They bought an 
in the money put, hoping for that to appreciate on the regression or the pullback down. And Baba, uh, and, and and by the way, um, those puts uh, expire today. So, or no, excuse okay. me, those are the June puts. Those expire next week. I'm sorry. Okay. The Baba puts, the Baba puts expire today. And there were actually two of them. There were the Baba 115 puts that expire today and the 108 puts that expire today. And each of those used about 120,000 in premium. Uh, so there, this was twofold. Number one, I think that we're, they're trying to capitalize, like we just talked about on some of the Chinese names sinking back to the lows, but also I think you had a little bit more oomph if you had a negative CPI print and lo and behold, look what happened to us today. So I suspect that this was kind of a two prong trade, um, and they were, going across multiple tickers in order to capture that. Now, I apologize because these two here expire today. So there's not going to be much opportunity uh, out of this past today, obviously, yeah. when these contracts expiring. You're making a good point, though, Ryan. You're using yeah. using it as a nice example for a little bit of... A little bit of learning, and I think we love that. Um, and and the, the, the other side podcast. of that, Brent, the other side of that, Brent, is that this would be something to look for going forward. Let's see yeah. if this move is not just a one-day move, but perhaps this carries out across the next several weeks. And okay. that means that you'll be able to look for other names or other unusual options trades that say the same thing. And if you get that, now you have a thesis that's being validated by other uh, data points here. So that right, that's right. kind of why I wanted to bring it up. I don't think that this is just going to be over today, despite these contracts expiring. I actually think that there might be more movement in the future that you would be able to watch. Ryan, Pinduo Duo, I wanted to ask, why is this, like real quick, why is this a bellwether for you? Alibaba makes sense as to why you're picking it as a bellwether. Pinduo Duo, is it with the way that, that the options trade is the way that the stock trades? It's the way the equity trades. Um, there, first of all, there's I often see unusual option um, activity in this name, but I mean this this particular stock in a hurry went from what thirty four bucks up to two hundred and twelve dollars, and now has come you know come came all the way back down to about thirty two bucks. It round tripped it, and now it's trying to curl off that base. We're currently in the sixties here, so it's it's really just the movement of this stock. The reason that I started to watch this is because this is one of the stocks that you can really capture some movement on, whether it be to the upside or the downside. Yeah, stock sure. has shown you it will do. Both both. So, so that's one of the reasons that I watch it. It's not necessarily the business that it is or the, the area that it's in. It's more about how the actual asset trades. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask. I'm glad I asked because that was a great answer, sir. And, and you already hit it with Baba. You knew. I mean, that that's a big one. That's right. probably the biggest. Would you say that that is the most well-known Chinese name on the American? Yeah. Market? Yeah. Yep, I, I would agree with that. Yep. I think it, I think it probably was, was like a Baidu, but yeah. Baba yep. now nowadays. Yep. Totally All right, great. Ryan. Great info as always, man. Thanks so much for joining. Benzinga's Ryan Fluna. I'm Brent Slava. Hope everyone has an excellent weekend. We'll be back next week with five more Daily Socks Watch podcasts. Thanks so much for tuning every later. Take care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.